All right, Deuteronomy chapter 7. You all got your Bibles out? You got your thinking caps on? Let me just pray over you just a minute. Father, in Jesus' name, we just position ourselves to receive from your word tonight, Lord. We just say you have, we are, a, we are an open book for you, Lord, that our hearts are open, that we are willing to learn, that we don't know everything, that we are in great need of you. Speak into our hearts tonight, Lord. Let us hear your words. Let ears hear what you are saying, Lord. Let church on the hill ears hear what the Spirit is saying. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 7. Uh, I'm very hopeful that we got two more weeks of this. We've got one ite tonight. It is the Hivite, and uh, we've got the Jebusite next week. You don't want to miss next week. Next week's going to be good too. It's the spirit of Jezebel. Everybody loves that sermon. Um, tonight's the, the Hivite, Deuteronomy chapter 7. When the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. Can we say them like this? Fear and dread, ignorance, inability to comprehend, pride, compromise, spirit of power and control. That's what we've already learned. And the Hivites and the Jebusites. Seven nations greater and mightier than you. When the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. If you don't get anything from tonight, get this. You should go out and have victory over your enemy. Whatever the things are that you're battling that is against God's word, you should be having victory over them. That is a good word. If you're not having victory over them, we've got to figure out, what am I doing wrong? Not God, what are you doing wrong? God did every, has done everything right. He has made every provision. He's even given us the instruction manual to know how to walk it out. What have I missed, God? Because I'm getting beat up by this thing daily. The Lord says, I'm glad you asked. I will tell you and I will lead you. Even though they're bigger than you, I have delivered them over to you, but you must go conquer them. So we need to go conquer, right? All right. Now, I also want to say this is to be applied to you, not your neighbor. The funniest thing, someone that's, uh, that I'm going to remain nameless and you wouldn't know anyway, listen to it on the, on the web Downloaded it and listened to it. I'm like, great. It's awesome. Glad, glad you got to hear it. But all of a sudden, they started saying everything that the other person was doing wrong. Yeah, that's this person. They need this. They need this. And I'm like the whole time going, no, you need this. Nowhere does it say, go over here and fix your brother. It says, deal with your own heart. What do you see in your brother? Worry about what's in, what's in your own eye. Not what's in your brother's eye. Not what's your brother's dealing with. Deal with what you're going through. Don't apply this to your spouse. Apply it to you. Do you battle with a spirit, uh, a fear spirit, where you use this um, strong arm of fear over people? Do you, are you battling the ability to comprehend God's word, the ability to learn and to grow? You have the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit is a teacher, and He is a great teacher, and we were created to be taught by the Holy Spirit. 
I was created to learn greatly by God. So if I can't, I'm dealing with a spirit. Are you battling pride? Are you battling compromise? Are you battling a spirit of power and control? Okay, tonight. Um, if you're on top of it, Mikey, you just, I'm going to let you just keep on going. The Hivite, no, the Hittite, fear and dread. Just go kind of quickly, Mikey, if you don't care. We'll go right through them. The, uh, uh, the Hittite, fear and dread. The Gergesite, we just talked about it. The Amorite, pride. Um, the Canaanite, compromise. Uh, the Perizzite, power and control. Tonight is the Hivite. And I'm going to fix my mic. Hang on just a second. All right, the Hivite. And again, these numbers at the bottom are your Strong's Concordance in Hebrew. If you look up this word Hebrew, uh, Hivite, go do it. Hivite means villager, group, cluster, living space, encampment, small town. Now, you see depression, and you're, I know that you're going to want to think maybe a spirit of depression um, where you just get down in a hole, but that's not exactly where I'm going with this. This is a lifestyle this is a small, inactive, comfortable lifestyle where the person battling this feels insignificant, inferior, and unimportant. They are passive and indifferent. Now, I'm not talking about um, personality traits. I'm not talking about hereditary things. This is something that has come on you that's not allowing you to operate in the way that you are. Uh, let's see. They procrastinate, postpone, and put off. Choose a way of life that offers no opposition to the flow around them. They just put up with the status quo or a spirit of depression. Now, I want you to know that God is always trying to take you from glory to glory. He never leaves you stagnant where you are to not grow. Nowhere in our lifespan development do we ever stop growing in the Lord. Ever. You can look from uh, Genesis to Revelation that from children they start learning, even as older adults, they are still growing. Right? I mean, the fact that God be began to really use Abraham once he was a hundred or more, we're not, none of us are a hundred. You know, Sarah laughed at him when God said what he was going to do because Sarah was old. Was God done with Sarah? No. So, we, we are not stopping growing. So, um, but Satan sends this Hivite to make God's people content with stagnation. The Hivite means to remain the same. Christians that are full of the life of God are progressive thinkers. John chapter 1 verse 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. Now, it, Scripture tells us that the life of God brings light, or it brings the illumination of God. And the illumination of God brings creativity. Greek brings inventions, brings ideas. Any nation or town or fellowship or individual that loses the life of God will cease to progress and will eventually reek of stagnation. Now, I want you just to think for just a minute. Have you ever had a time in your spiritual walk where you were stagnant? I think that we all can, can relate. Okay, 
So we want to make sure that we're kind of pushing the apply button. Um, what about now? Is this, uh, if you're looking at the bell curve, where are you on the bell curve? Are you on the way up or are you on the way down? Up, good. Miss Dortha, we need to be on the way up and never plateau. We need to keep on going. If we do plateau, we need to recognize, stoke the fire a little bit and keep going up, not go back down. It's not God's plan for us to go like this. God's plan is not a roller coaster with him. It is from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. More, more, more. You can handle that, I'll give you more. You can handle that, I'll give you more. You can handle that, let's push that down, let's shake it together, and let me start pouring on top of what I've just done in you. Because all of a sudden, there's a little bit more room. I can pour some more on, I believe the Lord says. From glory to glory. Have you ever had one of those moments where you didn't think it could get any better and then God showed up again. From glory to glory, there's more. And let me tell you, church, there's so much more when we check out of this part of our walk with God. What I mean is with our, our earthly life. Oh, I, we can't comprehend how much more there is. I can't. I can try. Christians that have been delivered from the Hittite, from the Hivite, are progressive thinkers, where those that are joined with the Hivite are passive or indifferent thinkers. They don't have ideas, they just fight everyone else's ideas. They resist ideas and progress because they hate change. They hate big, they hate a big and changing world. Hivites, now don't take this the wrong way, hang in there with me. Hivites want to stay in their own same small house, drive their own same small car, do their own insignificant, stay with their own insignificant job, go home, watch television, and go to bed. Now I'm not talking in the literal, I'm talking in the spiritual. I'm talking about our walk. Now, even in your, in your marriage, even in your job, you should be on the increase, not on the decrease. The moment in your marriage you get you flattened out, you haven't flattened out, you're on the decrease. You just don't know it. We need to be fueling our marriages, not running from them. Fuel. How do we get fuel? We've, I've, one way that I have gotten fuel in my marriage is from reading the five love languages and learning how to fill my wife's love tank. And so many times we, we get complacent, we get stagnant, we forget, we get selfish. We forget that we're doing for someone else and we just do for ourselves. And next thing you know, her tank's empty. And I wonder what's wrong with her. God, what is wrong with her? Nothing's wrong with her. Her tank's empty. Fill her tank. We run out, we run out of, of, we start walking with Christ, we get on fire, we get full of the Spirit, then we kind of forget God and we're still running on those gas fumes that we've got. Next thing you know, we're empty. That's why Ephesians tells us, be filled with the Spirit. It's not a one-time deal. We don't go to the gas station one time and never go back. Boy, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you love to fill up one time and you're done? You can get you an electric car, but you're still going to have to fill up somewhere. That thing will run out. You got to fill up. Ephesians tells us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
so that we're going from glory to glory. God doesn't want us to run our, our tank empty. Anybody here, don't respond. Is your tank empty? Hivites are the first ones that will resist a man of God who brings the light of God's word. They can never move. They can never uh, handle a move of God because they hate to be moved. They want to be left alone. There's nothing wrong with a small town or a small church fellowship in itself. The problem is if God, that God doesn't want you to stay the way you are. He wants you to be transformed. He wants you to, to go from glory to glory. If he wanted us to stay the way, the way we were, he would have left the Israelites in the desert eating the same thing, experiencing the same weather every day for 40 years. But that wasn't his plan. And I guarantee you there were some Israelites that thought, this is awesome. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to get up. I just have to get up, go out and grab my food, eat, go to bed. Shoes aren't wearing out. My clothes, how many of you are still wearing the same clothes you used to have 40 years ago? Don't answer that. Some of those are coming back in style, kind of. I put on a, uh, I put on a, uh, a denim jacket. My dad was big in, in blue jeans and denim, and I had this, the coolest uh, Levi's jacket. And I'd never seen anyone else ever in the world. I've never seen one. Doesn't mean there wasn't another one made, but I've never seen them. And I remembered having it when I was 17 years old. And, you know, blue jean jackets are coming back again. And, and uh, Pete had one. And I'm like, ooh, wait, I've got the coolest one. And what's funny is it still fit. I'm actually skinnier now than I was when I was a senior in high school. But I put it back on and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like the guy with the members only jacket. I'm the one member, you know, I look so good. And everybody's like. And I asked Elizabeth. Does it look okay? She said, yeah, it looks fine. It's okay. But the cut was just a little bit old. Do you know what I mean? The style was just off enough to look old. You know, kids are all the time going to, uh, uh, what is it? Goodwill trying to find that vintage thing. Well, some vintage things look good. Some don't. You know, we're, we're, God did not intend for the children of Israel to stay in the desert. God did not intend for you to come up and have an experience with him and never have another one. Man, wouldn't that be awful to only experience? Now, don't, don't take this the wrong way. Your wedding day and your first night of your honeymoon. And that's it. That's all it was. That's, that was the whole, the rest of the marriage is just dead. But we stayed together, but with nothing. Can you imagine a life like that? Yet that's the life that many of us lead with Christ. We have that experience, we get on fire, and then we just kind of keep walking and keep walking, don't even realize we've never moved. We've never come out. We've, we've never had that experience again. I can tell you that the experiences that I've had with my wife have only gotten better. They haven't gotten less, they've gotten more. We experience things together that we never experienced in our first year of marriage. We're not the same people. We have grown. Well, that, that growing comes with pains. We've definitely had our wars. And let me tell you, me and Elizabeth, war. If y'all have ever been around us, we just, we just go at it. 
We love hard, we fight hard, we get after it. We don't do anything halfway. But can you imagine? But that's what we are. Sometimes we come to the altar and we give our heart to Christ. We get baptized. We may even get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Then we just stop. That's not the way to live. That's no way to live. Everybody with me? This Hivite can come on and make us think that it is okay. Satan has a way of making you think that being lukewarm with Christ is what God wants. And I want you to know God hates it. He hates lukewarm. I wish you'd be cold or hot, but this lukewarmness, I vomit out of my mouth. This complacency, God does not like complacency. Lazy, passive, without dreams. No hope for the future other than to try to maintain the life that you already have. Never dream about getting bigger in God. And I'm not talking about the Amorite kind of bigger. I'm talking about the God kind of bigger. I want you to know that whenever, whenever I get down if I will turn to the Lord, He rescues me every time, in, in every way. And, you, you know, if you need to hear a testimony sometime, just come and talk to me. Come and talk to your neighbor. We've got testimonies here in this church because God's a big God. How many here have been rescued from, from something? More than once. How many of you need rescuing again? You know what? God will do it. He says He will. And He's faithful to His Word. But we've got to do the conquering. These enemies that, that have tried to defeat me in my life, I was the one that had to do the conquering. No one else could conquer those for me. I had to conquer them. And I can tell you that every time I've tried to conquer them on my own, I've fallen on my face. The things that I think I'm good at, without God, I'm not good at. I just mess it up. Romans 8, 37 says, Yet in all things we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. Many of the children of Israel died in the wilderness, never having lived in the land that flowed with milk and honey. Do you know that these, the children of Israel that were delivered from slavery, from bondage, from that life with Pharaoh, they got away from Pharaoh and immediately wanted to be back. It's better off back there than it is here. What did you bring us out here for, Moses? Because there wasn't enough graves in Egypt so you brought us out here to bury us out here? We were better off back there. That's what we're warring against. That's what we're warring against. What they couldn't see was that God had something so much better in front. But because they couldn't see it, they wanted to go back to bondage. 
wherever you are in your walk with God, this next step is better than the previous one. This next moment, this next phase in your walk with the Lord, if you will pursue Him, is better than the previous one. This next phase in your marriage, if you're walking with God, is better than the previous one. God goes from glory to glory. God wants to take us from glory to glory. There are evil spirits in the kingdom of Satan that are insignificant and small, and they always will be. But there are these little enemies that try to attach themselves to the children of God. And these spirits hover over communities and church fellowships, attempting to neutralize the vision of God in the earth. Trying to make Christians feel insignificant and small. Satan would love to keep the church, the body, beat down and broke so that the gospel can't be financed, can't be proclaimed. God does not desire for his people to barely get by. Deuteronomy 8.18 And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Our Father doesn't want us to be consumed with the love of money like the Canaanite, but He does want to establish His covenant through us. And His covenant through us is that He is our provider and that He can do exceedingly abundantly more than we could think or ask. And that if He'll provide for the birds, won't He provide for us? Do you know that the the people that we see in Scripture, uh, many of the people that we see in Scripture, Abraham was extremely rich. Financially, extremely. Um, Was it uh, Isaac? I'm going to probably mess this up. If I do, y'all just shout it out. Isaac went to Laban. Jacob went to Laban. And uh, God started giving Jacob this word right here the ability to gain wealth. He started putting branches. Where did my palm branches go? He started putting branches. He started putting stuff by the, in the water and by, his, by the sheep so that they would be bred and come out with spots. He, he said to Laban, Laban, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take all the sheep with spots. No problem. I'll take all the good ones. You take the ones with spots. What happened next? Every sheep that, that had a child had spots. Every one of them. Then he said, okay, no more spots. Well, I'll take, the, I'll take this kind. What did God do? They started having all those. Next thing you know, Jacob had an incredible herd. Why? Because God was with him. He had gotten hoodooed at every turn by Laban, working seven years and then seven years and then seven years and having his wages cut and cut and cut. That's okay. Laban, God's with me. It's all right. And I'm going to leave with your flock, and it's going to be my flock. God can provide for you right where you are. God's got that idea for you to be able to break, have you have breakthrough in your finances. His word says he gives you the power to get wealth. Wealth does not mean that you're going to go pull a trigger and you're going to have a billion dollars in your account. 
but God wealth. If we focus on God wealth, we're going to be provided for, and then some. Enough to further the kingdom. You're going to have enough to further the kingdom. God wants you to have enough to further his kingdom. If the revelation of this enemy relates to you, you are commanded by the Lord to drive this Hivite out of your land. We must occupy the land of promise until the Lord returns. I encourage you to resist a stagnant lifestyle. Train your soul to embrace flexibility and change. You have nothing to fear. The Lord will never take you to a lower level with him. Instead, he will take you from glory to glory and faith to faith. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. Brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward for the things that are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of, of God in Christ Jesus. Third, uh, third John verse, uh, chapter 1 verse 2. Beloved, I pray that, pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. I want you to get ready. Our church is destined for change and growth and a mighty move of God. Not just one. Until Jesus returns. Until Jesus returns. But we must drive these enemies out and we must pursue God. We must do it in our homes. We must do it as a church body. But you've got to start in your home. You've got to start in your heart. You can't come in here and do, do the church thing but not do it in your heart. You are, you are wasting your time. Do it in your heart. Then church will make sense. You try to just do church, church won't make sense. Because it's Christ. It's Christ in you that makes you the church, not you showing up. It's Christ in you that makes you the church. It's Christ in you. Pursue the Lord. Pursue the Lord, church, individually. And let's watch a great move of God. And I pray that it starts tonight in you. That it starts tonight in you. And I pray for Sunday morning for an absolute move of God. What's it going to look like? I don't know. Is it going to pull us out of our box? Yes. But are you willing to move where God moves? Y'all stand up, if you would please. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we just command these enemies to go. Just ask you right now to identify them in our hearts, in our lives. Let us not lie to ourselves any longer. Let us not accept the lie that Satan is trying to lie to us. But Lord, your word says that you will lead us and guide us into all truth. And I just right now speak over this church congregation that, you, that we would be in your word. And Lord, if we would be in your word, you will, you will show us truth. You will show us truth because it's the word of God that can separate between the things that we can't separate. If we're believing a lie, if we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and the word to come in, that lie will be made, made known. I thank you, Lord, for victory over these enemies.
I thank you that you have already delivered them to us, but we're going to go conquer them. A spirit of pride, a spirit of uncomprehending, um, a spirit of control and power, a spirit of anger, a spirit of compromise. Lord, a spirit of depression, a spirit of complacency. Be driven out in Jesus' name. Just plead the blood of Jesus over our body. And I just pray, Lord, right now that it starts tonight, that this next move of God starts tonight in our hearts. Come into our hearts, Holy Spirit. Come into us, Holy Spirit. Have your way in us, Lord. That your kingdom would come and your will would be done over our lives, regardless of what that looks like. We release control and we give you control. Thank you, Lord. Lead us. Father, I just pray for, for uh, Saturday for good weather. I pray that, that children and adults would, would, would see you, Lord, that, you would, that, our, that our people would help lead them to you. Lord, I pray for fun. I pray for joy. I pray for hope. And Lord, I pray for a full bunch of people. And Lord, for Easter Sunday, Father, we just thank you for sending your son and for making a way for us. And Lord, let that be known to this city. Just pray over all these churches in our community. I pray for a move of God over our city. Save us, Lord. Save Putnam County. Help us to take the church outside of these walls and love on our, our neighbors, love on those that are lost with no hope and give them hope. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of the week. Invite somebody to church. It's Easter Sunday. They will come.